If you're looking for Pokemon style Etsy items, Pokemon Pop figures, and so much more, check out the PokeDepartmentStore.com. That's P-O-K-E-D-E-P-S-T-O-R-E.com for all your Pokemon needs. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everyone. So today I sit down with a special guest uh, on my podcast. We're going to be doing something a little different uh, today. Uh, Not necessarily doing a WTF moment. Uh, but we're going to be sitting down talking about the early 2000s, late 90s, uh, coming up all the way into the 2020 of Pokemon, uh, what it means to us, memories of back then. Uh, so today I sit down with uh, Def Seen Better, uh, that's D-E-F-S-E-E-N-B-E-T-T-E-R. Uh, definitely give him a follow on on Instagram. Uh, you can also find them on Twitch and others. Um, I'll put that all down in the description below. Uh, he is from obviously uh, the other side of the world uh, in Korea um, and I'm here in Canada. Uh, the time zone difference is ridiculously different. Uh, as we record this today, uh, it's early in the morning for me, uh, or around lunchtime for me, uh, just before 11 o'clock is when we're starting. Uh, for him, though, it's about midnight uh, over there. So he has definitely agreed to stay up and uh, and talk and, and chat for a bit. 
Um, so without further ado, let's get at it. Not too bad. So, uh, sorry to keep you waiting. I know it's late at night over there, but <laughs> no worries. Yeah. So, um, so we're good. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll, uh, uh, I'll see to you yeah. for, for now. <laughs> uh, so basically, um, as we record here, um, one of the things that I always like to ask people is, you know, at, at what point did you get into this kind of hobby or, uh, you know, if if you were a fan from a child or uh, if you got back into it when you were more grown up? Uh, I know for me, uh, I remember distinctly uh, being a kid. And that, you know, mind you, I was born in '91, so I'm you know only 30 years old. Um, but I distinctly remember when I lived uh, in Cambridge, Ontario, we we rented this uh, townhouse, and we, we had these uh, this couch that uh, it was kind of like kind of a sectional kind of thing, but it was like the rounded corner, not the the full 90 degree corner. So uh, my dad. Uh, used to work early, early in the morning at a, a glass plant doing architectural glass, like cutting it and stuff like that. And I would always go downstairs at like, I don't know, five o'clock in the morning and start watching Pokemon. And, yeah, you know, he, he used to get so pissed off at us because, you know, you're not supposed to be up at five o'clock in the morning watching TV, <laughs> you know, you're supposed to be in bed. Sure. Uh, now, you know, back then... There was no flat screen TVs, you know, everything was tube TV, right? Uh, and if, if you had the TV on for longer than what seemed like 30 seconds, you got that glow to the TV, right? When you shut it off. So like you had, you had to be a complete idiot to not realize that someone was down there watching TV. Uh, but what I would do is when I heard my dad get out of the bathroom in the morning, uh, getting ready for work, I would shut off the TV hop behind the corner of the couch because there was like a, a little triangular gap between the wall and the couch and i would hunker down and and basically like close my eyes because you know if you close your eyes nobody can see you right <laughs> uh of course. yeah <laughs> I, I would sit there close my eyes freaking pucker my butthole and pray to the god that no one saw me but uh later on in life i realized as you walk down the, but the stage, TV is still on during this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The TV. Sometimes I forgot to turn the TV off. Sometimes Tired oversight. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes the TV would be turned off, but it would have that that glow to it from it being a tube TV, right? And I later on found out from my dad years later when I grew up that as you walk down the stairs, you can see behind the corner of the couch. So he goes, you know. He goes, I would, I would get maybe about three or four steps down the stairs. And he goes, and then I would see you hunkered in a fetal position behind the couch trying to hide from me. He goes, it never worked. He goes, I don't know why the hell you hid back, back behind there. He goes, he goes, besides that, you know, you, you've got the glow from the TV. He goes, so I know you were down there watching TV. But uh, it, it, that was just, you know, something that I used to do as a kid. I don't know why I kept doing it. Like, at least... Every second or third day, I would do it, and I never learned my lesson. You know, I just always jump behind that couch and and hunker down, pray to God you didn't see me. <laughs> You're a, a, a serial hunker. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe I thought one of these days he wasn't going to catch me, or one of these days he just wasn't going to give a crap and just let, sure. let me sit there. But, uh, yeah, so, like, when did you kind of get into the into the nostalgia, I guess, of, of Pokemon, or even into the those era of TV shows? Sure, and, and before I answer, should... Uh... Are are we like are we recording? At oh the yes, moment? yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Should yeah. I? I mean, should I do like an introduction or anything? Or I mean, yeah. I guess that was that was a of... bit of an oversight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no worries. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I should use my real real name or um, I'm I'm RJ and. Uh, uh, I go by Death Scene Better on, um, I guess, Instagram and, and Twitch, um, where I stream Pokemon Nuzlocke runs. Oh, nice. And um, mostly fail at them. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that's most, I think that's most uh, people who, who uh, torture themselves with Nuzlocke. But, um, yeah. to answer your question been into um pokemon as a game and hobby since i suppose second grade i'm also i'm a little older than you i'm an 89 kid oh nice um so yeah i think second grade was when red and blue came out for me and uh i will remember this forever um a friend of mine lent me or let me play his uh, Pokemon Red on his OG uh, Nintendo Brick oh, Game Boy. Yeah. On a yeah on a field trip made of Nintendium, the indestructible uh, <laughs> mineral that all old Nintendo consoles are made from. Yep. And uh, um, let me play Pokemon Red on the on the bus on a field trip, and uh, I had never played a Japanese RPG before. Oh, or I wow. guess a, an RPG, I should just say, on Game Boy. Yeah. Just Mario, I think, by that point. Oh, wow. Maybe okay. Donkey Kong. And um, I did not realize uh, that the little red rectangle at the bottom of a room, so you start in your home, right? Yep. And there's that little rectangle to let you go out the front door, but I didn't realize that that was... <laughs> what that did at the time so i just i never made it out the front door and i think i remember giving it back to him and being like this game sucks man yeah. your game's um, broken you're, you're trapped in the room what is this yeah yeah this is a one room game yeah this is not fun. waiting for pokemon to spawn in the room you told me there are these magical creatures and yeah <laughs> so uh that's how I started. I don't know when I came back to it. I guess my parents got me red version at some point, uh, probably later that year. And I've been pretty much, I played, I played almost every mainline game. I think I've skipped like a couple of the sequels okay, um, yeah. here and there, but, uh, yeah, consistent fan. Um, my, my, my fandom is waned and waxed, but, uh, I usually come back to it. Yeah, I mean, so. I I started off back in the day. Like, I remember um, we got 
my brother and I, we got the Game Boy Colors uh, for Christmas, I think, the one year. Uh, and I think my parents got us, I want to say, I think it was red and blue, I think, uh, back then. Uh, and then what later... Yeah, and then later on we got um, Pokemon Yellow, uh, so that was pretty good. Um, and, I mean, back then, like Yellow, in my opinion, was a game changer. You know, having Pikachu follow you, right? Um, sure. It, it made you seem like it was as if you were following the actual anime. Um, I, yeah, I, yeah. I remember how that was like such a cool thing. Um, new, new, um, more accurate sprites in that one as well. Yeah, 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 actually, yeah. Um, but yeah, there was, I mean, I remember at that point, like, we, we had the Game Boy Colors, we had Pokemon, um, but other than that, like, I, I think I played mostly, what was it, uh, Pokemon, uh, Pinball, used to play that, like. Oh yeah! Oh, I mean, uh, that was. I played the hell out of that. As well. Yeah, that was a. That was Can a, I curse? Oh, oh god, yeah, 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 yeah. There's yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. There's this is like completely uncensored. Fuck yeah! Yeah, fuck yeah! <laughs> you can do whatever you want on here. Um, okay. But um, yeah, I remember, like, Pokemon uh, Pinball, like. That blew my mind. The fact that you actually had to stick a battery in your game. <laughs> I'm like. Like, wait a minute, my Game Boy takes batteries, and, sure, now, I, and now I gotta put a freaking battery in this? Sweet, sweet vibration. Yeah, oh yeah. It's like, my parents, uh, even now, they're like, you know, you know how many hundreds of dollars of batteries we went through? Because, like, you had to freaking plug in, you had to have batteries for your Game Boy, you had to have batteries for this Pokemon game. She's like, batteries weren't cheap, <laughs> you know? It's like, no. I mean, they're cheaper than they were. Our, they, Certainly not. Yeah. But it's like, ah, oh, well, you know, whatever. But uh, other than that, I used to play a ton of uh, Rampage. I remember that game distinctly uh, growing up uh, for the Game Boy Color. Uh, and then when they made the movie uh, just recently, it was kind of like bringing back that whole nostalgia kind of thing. It's like, oh crap, you know, I used to play this as a kid and now I'm getting to actually yeah. see a movie of it. Um, but I remember... I think I missed the boat on Rampage, but The Rock was in the uh, the film, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. That was. Yeah. It, it wasn't a bad movie. Um, but other than that, like, I remember distinctly my dad, um, talking to us about when he was a kid and stuff like that, and he's like, "Oh, he goes, you know, your Game Boy Colors. He goes, you want to see a real Game Boy? I'm like, the heck are you talking about? You know." And, so he brings us up to it to our to his bedroom there and cracks open the closet, brings out this like looks like a damn near suitcase. And he opens it up and it's got this big ass freaking Game Boy black and white, eh? He's like, This is a real Game Boy. And I picked it up and it weighed like twenty pounds. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell is this? This isn't a Game Boy, this is a freaking brick. Like <laughs> he goes, Yeah. He goes, Everything was a brick back then. <laughs> he goes Yeah. Yeah. You could. Those classic Nintendo consoles, you could run them over with a car. And oh, hell survive. yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I had um, my my grandparents, um, they owned uh, the original NES and the Super NES um, back when they lived uh, further north than what I live. Uh, they basically lived in, in the bush. Um, 
you couldn't get satellite, you couldn't get high-speed internet, even when high-speed internet came out. Uh, even doing dial-up was spotty as heck, uh, just because you're in the middle of the woods. Um, but up there, you know, you at that time, you had like three or four channels. And, you know, your, your Windows 98 computer. And a couple of game systems from back in the, the 80s, you know, that was it. Um, but it was great, you know, being able to get up there away from the city and just kind of relax and chill out during the summer. Um, yeah. But uh, as far as, like, Pokemon goes, I I stayed with Pokemon for, geez, I think maybe up until about, I want to say grade 8, give or take, grade 7, grade 8. Uh, okay. You know, I had I had the cards and all that stuff. Um, actually, at one point, I don't know what the heck I did. And even to this day, even my parents have forgotten what I did. But apparently, I pissed them off so bad that they went downstairs, chucked out every single toy that we had, and then came upstairs and chucked out every every card that we had, whether it was Pokemon, Digimon, whatever. It it went straight away. Yeah, yeah, it went straight in the trash. I I don't yes. know what yeah, I don't know what I did, but I must have really pissed them off. <laughs> that's uh that's a lot of money down the drain. Yeah. For, yeah. <laughs> well, threw away your college fund. Exactly. And it's like to this day I joke around and say, you know, I could have had I can't I for the love of me, I can't remember if I had a Charizard or not. But I'm like, if I had a freaking Charizard, you know how much money you just threw away? Like, <laughs> let alone if it was first edition. Like, you have no idea. And they're like, well, you know, you pissed us off. I'm like, well, what the hell? What did I do? Like, <laughs> and they're like, well, we don't know. That was like, you know, 20 years ago. I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> like, you could have at least, like, stashed them away or something and kind of you know quote unquote taught me a lesson right but um sure i mean you know back then uh, i made a very distinct transition i remember from uh, strictly buying pokemon cards because we used to get a um allowance um and then we also had this uh we call, well we called it a money jar uh but it was essentially like a fishbowl that we got from a restaurant. It's like one of those restaurants that gave you like the fish bowl for your drink or whatever. Um, so we had a fish bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was, I think it was some freaking seafood place, some kind of like a long John, long John Silvers or whatever. Um, you know, if you got like a a pop or whatever, it came in a fish bowl. You know, diabetes oh, and okay. a, diabetes in a bowl essentially. You know, give a give a kid a freaking thirty ounce fishbowl of a pop. You know, <laughs> what America? Yeah, what America's known for. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like we we used to. I guess whenever they had change or whatever, they would put it in this jar, and then a couple times a year we would dump it out, roll it, and then my brother and I would split the money, and it would go into a bank account. Um, for us, and it stayed, um, kind of collecting interest until we both got to high school. Uh, so I went to high school, I think two, 
three three years before my brother uh so i got uh, i got my money first um plus i started working in a factory when i was 14 uh with my dad um we used to or he he used to bring home we called it a special dinner uh every friday so he would go to um, a local fast food joint pick up some burgers and fries for dinner friday night on his way home from work and we would sit down eat dinner in front of the tv and watch uh back then we were watching survivor um and i remember one day he brought like a bunch of these vhs tapes home and it was things about like glass handling and uh training on how to use this one cutting line and i started laughing to myself thinking haha he's gotta do homework sucker now now you know what it feels like to be us all over again right you know being kids my dad turns to me and he goes, you better pay attention to this. And I laughed and said, why? I don't care about a cutting line. I don't care about making glass. Like, I'm 14 years old. He goes, well, he goes, you're coming to work with me tomorrow. And like, on Saturday morning, I'm thinking, no. Bummer. Yeah, I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to the mall. I'm supposed to meet so-and-so at the mall at like 10 o'clock in the morning. And we're going to spend all day in the mall. He goes, no, it was five o'clock in the morning. We're leaving the house to go to work. He goes, and you won't be back until three thirty, four o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, but I'm 14. He goes, I don't care. He goes, I, I got the, the go ahead from the owner. I'm like, uh, okay. So back then, you know, again, stupid, stupid kid. I, I don't know why I thought this, but I figured if, you got five hours of sleep, then you could go five hours in a day without feeling tired. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that. So, you know, I thought, okay, I have an eight hour day of work. I'm only going to get like five hours sleep. Ah, I'll, I'll start to feel groggy near the end of, of this shift and it'll be all good, you know, no problem. Then we get to work and I'm, I'm essentially a brainless zombie and it's all you know, mediocre stuff, you know, the glass would come to us on like a, a float table. Basically, it looked like a giant air hockey table. Um, and the glass would float to you, you would snap it at a score line, basically pivot and then pack it into a rack. And that's all you did. That's all we did all day was just snap the glass, do a quarter turn, pack it. So it only took like 20 seconds before you just became a brainless zombie of just doing the same motion over and over and over again so i would just kind of black out and and do this yeah uh, yeah <laughs> and uh yeah. next thing you know the bell goes for us to go home and the owner walks up to me and he goes do you know how much glass you cut today son and i i i'm half dead at this point i, I looked and i said no not really <laughs> he goes well he goes you and your father cut three times as much glass as what the day shift did the other day. He goes, and those were two grown-ass men. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, do I get a cookie? <laughs> like, you pat on the back? I don't care. I don't want to do this. He goes, well, he goes, you're hired. I'm like, I don't want to be hired. I want to go to bed, and then I want to go to the mall. You know? <laughs> I'm 14. And, uh, Back then, student minimum wage, I think for us was, uh, I think it was like $6 an hour or like five seventy-five an hour. 
And he turns to me and goes, I'm going to write an hour, an hourly rate on this piece of paper. He goes, and I'm going to give it to you. He goes, I just want a simple yes or no answer on whether or not you think it's a fair amount. I'm like, okay. So he writes a number, slides it to me. I look, look at it and it's $15 an hour. And I thought, hmm, I think that's a good amount. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> so that's when I realized, okay, yeah, I don't really like doing this, but $15 an hour sounds pretty good to me. You know, oh, yeah, kind of yeah. worth it in the end there. Yeah, considering, you know, my friends who had part-time jobs were making like a third of that. So, of course, sure. you know, you, you, of course, you become the the favorite friend around school once people realize that you're making that much money. You know, everyone wants to go to Starbucks and then all of a sudden conveniently, oh, shit, I forgot my wallet. Oh, shit, you know, you mind covering this time? I'll, I'll cover you tomorrow kind of thing, right? So, yeah, I learned the hard way that people only only like you if you've got money in your pocket. Um, but it actually worked out really well for me because I would work all summer, like six days a week, uh, every week in the summer. But that amount of money that I earned during the summer basically covered me for the entire school year. Um, you know, I went to a Catholic high school, so that covered my uniform costs. Uh, I covered my bus pass for every month. I think back then I was paying like $30 a month for a student bus pass. Uh, covered lunch every single day for the entire school year. Uh, basically, right before school started, I'd take out literally a wad of cash. And we had this special drawer in our house and we would stick it in there. And there was like a couple of different piles. So every morning before I went to school, I would open up the drawer, grab a $10 bill. And that was my lunch money for the day. Or, you know, every month I'd grab $30 and there's my bus pass money kind of thing. And it, it worked out really well. Um, it uh, paid for my entire school year and I still had money left over. So I was able to buy stuff again. Um, and I kind of went back into Pokemon. You know, I started buying packs again uh, and keeping like a small collection of stuff uh, from that. Uh, and then I got into like, this weird trading card it was the the garbage pail kids i think it was called it was like a, a spoof on uh cabbage patch kids but it was like satire kind of thing uh i got into that for, for a little bit uh some of my friends thought it was kind of cool um and i lost the cards at some point uh but i distinctly remember uh i would i bought like i want to say like almost damn near a booster box worth of base set packs um with my like very first paycheck that i got from the plant and uh me and my friends we would sit on our front step in this townhouse that we lived in and we would trade cards constantly um or we would trade pokemon through our game boys and uh like i i remember like we did some like really really stupid trades like i think i think my friend gave me his blastoise for a polyrath from like from my my polyrath and sitting back and thinking about it i thought that was like the dumbest trade in the world for him like he, he lost a freaking blastoise for a polyrath like uh, <laughs> it's like i mean because like he didn't know better yeah i mean i think at some point like we we purposely screwed with each other 
but like sure yeah it was it was not too bad i mean thankfully um i i don't think we ever traded cards in a way that really screwed each other um we essentially as far as i can remember we kept all of our our hollows i, I don't think we ever traded our our hollows um and i distinctly remember my friend actually had a hollow base set just unlimited uh charizard um but it looked rough as hell like i don't know if he stuck this thing in his freaking bike tire and went on like a 10 kilometer trail ride or, or with it but it looked like it went through a freaking shredder but it was like his greatest possession and occasionally i'll sit back and remember and think i wonder if he still actually has that card and if so, what the heck does it look like now? Like, if it looked that bad back then, I, I can only imagine what it looks like now. If it's actually, yeah. you know, if it's even still intact. Like, it's probably just, at this point, he probably only has, like, a corner of it left or something goofy like that. Um, You know, and I wonder if he's kicking himself in the butt for that. <laughs> in a little plastic sleeve. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's just a, a chunk of a corner in a, in a top loader. <laughs> could be any it could be any old piece of cardboard yeah yeah oh god yeah yeah but he swears it's a charizard yeah yeah as long as it has that red border right sure. <laughs> but um yeah so the, it was kind of nice like getting into pokemon at that age uh reliving that kind of that kind of nostalgia and then i got into or i got out of it for a long long time um even the games like, when they came out with the newer games and stuff like that, I don't think I bought any games um, until probably after Black and White. I think I I think I bought one. I think it was, like, I think the first game I bought after a long time was maybe the Sun and Moon set. Um, and even, okay. even that, that, like, I, I wasn't too impressed with that game. Um, so you, so you're saying you took a break from black and white to sun and moon? Yeah. So like, I, I think so you really only missed like one generation in there, right? Yeah. So like I, I got, what did I, uh, I had silver, gold, crystal, all that stuff. And then I think I stopped at that point and didn't get back into it until roughly around sun and moon, give or take. Um, yeah, so I, I, I lost a little bit, but not too much. Um, I mean, for card yeah. sets, you know, I lost a ton because they come out with a new set, like seems like every four months. Um, and I actually, uh, think I only collected the cards for like, God, it must've been through what the like jungle, maybe jungle or the. Is jungle number two, whatever like the third set is. Uh, yeah, I can't. Was, like a fossil or. Yeah, I can't remember if if it went base set fossil then jungle or base set jungle then fossil. Those were the three that I was around for. Yeah. For Yanni. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's not because I'm bored. Yeah. No. Uh, uh. But yeah, I I. The cards is a total unknown, like, kingdom, yeah. uh, corner of the fandom that I uh, just never, 
I guess I missed I missed everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean for cards, um like I, I honestly I went from you know, base set jungle and fossil. Uh and then I didn't touch another card until God, was it uh it was one of the recent sets, like basically Sword and Shield, essentially. Um, I think that's when I got back into it with Sword and Shield. Uh, and then I started buying the games again and stuff like that um, as well. And I got kind of back into the whole Pokemon style. Um, yeah. You know, like I, and then I, I went hard <laughs> with, with trying to collect the sets. Um the hundreds and hundreds of dollars I spent to try and collect these sets. Uh, I don't know why. I'm sure my wife is pissed that I did. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's the way it is, you know. Um, I ended up, I, I was doing, I think I had like six different sets on the go at one time. Uh, actually, I was, I was collecting base set, jungle, and fossil all over again while doing evolutions uh vivid voltage uh and then i had battle styles going at the same time uh darkness ablaze and champion's path all those going all at the same time um i ended it's up like another language to me oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah those are like all the the newer newer sets eh um uh -huh. And uh, basically, I had the full base set, full uh, fossil and uh, jungle. I ended up, I turned around and sold those first in order to use that money to buy newer sets. And it was just a vicious circle at that point. And I ended up selling, you know, the, the Champion's Path set that I had, the Vivid Voltage set. Um... And then I just kind of condensed it. So now I'm just doing Evolutions. Um, which is essentially just a remake of Base Set. It's literally all it okay. is. Um, it looks identical to Base Set. It's just got a different icon down below. Um, and then you've got your your secret rares on top of that, right? So you've got your standard card set that you would have from Base Set. Uh, but then you've got other ones like the surfing Pikachu and, and all that stuff. Um, and some other weird illustrated cards. Uh, so I'm, I'm still slowly working on that set. But I'm more so in the much newer sets now. So like Chilling Rain. Um, Battle Styles. I think that's it. I think just... Oh, and... Uh, yeah. I think that's it. I, I didn't even collect, or I'm not even going to even remotely collect uh, Evolving Skies uh, and all that. Mm -hmm. um, if I get any packs of Evolving Skies, I, I literally crack them open and give them to my son and daughter. Um, and anything good that we pull out of it, uh, I that's send... That's good Yeah. Yeah, I, I, send, I send anything good off to grading, um, and then I give it to my mm -hmm. kids once it's graded. Um, I mean, like here in Canada, we have what's called, uh, Mint, M MNT. Uh, it's a grading company similar to like PSA, uh, in the U S. 
Um, in my personal opinion, I think they grade harder than PSA. And I mean, PSA is is like the king dog of of grading next to uh, Bakes, you know, the BGS. Uh, but in my personal opinion, I think our Canadian variant um, grades much, much harder. Um, they're very, very stingy on centering and edge work and whatnot. Um, it's incredibly hard to get a perfect 10, let alone just a standard 10. Um, whereas I find with PSA, they're a little more forgiving and you can get that 10. Uh, you may not get the prestige 10, you know, the, the black label, um, but you, you most likely could get a 10, whereas that same card could go to mint and come back as a 9.5 or a 9, maybe, depending on the the subgrades. So I I mean, I, I like them for that aspect. You know, they grade much harder. Um, it's not really great for reselling. Which, I mean, I don't grade to resell. I grade to keep the card in that condition um, and then display it. Like, I'm right now I'm in my, uh, I call my my Pokemon room. Um, it's, it's essentially, it's got the rough ends for a third bathroom. That's what it is, actually. It's technically a third bathroom of our house that's got all the exit pipes, but no intake pipes so like it doesn't have the water piping going to it it just has all the exit pipes um but it's my pokemon room i've got all of my collectibles and stuff out in here all my recording stuff uh and at some point i can hide all the good ones in the pipes yeah right yeah. <laughs> i mean i don't know if i would do that that that, that, that would be desperate sure <laughs> Um, but like I've got, you know, a, a wide collection of stuff in here. Um, everything from like, um, I've got four of those, uh, theme decks kind of thing from like, got two from Viva Voltage and two from Evolutions. So it's got like, um, it's got, the, they call it like the cracked ice hollow. So it's a hollow, but it looks like, like shards of hollow. It's kind of cool. Uh, I've got like a Pikachu one and uh, and a Mewtwo one of that from Evolutions, uh, and then I've got a Charizard and a Dreadnought from Vivid Voltage set. Um, I think that's probably probably my newest thing in here. I mean, I've got like the full set of Detective Pikachu um, in a frame um, that I'm hoping to grade at some point, but I just never get around to it. Um, I've got like. A couple things here and there signed by Jason Page, the 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 guy who sang the original Pokemon theme song. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I've got a I guess it would be a forty a forty five record signed by him. Um, both the cover and the record itself are signed. Um, I've got a signed autograph or a signed uh, I guess like eleven by eight. Uh, of uh, Veronica Taylor. She was the original voice of Ash. And then right next to that one, I've got a personalized signed picture from Sarah Nacicelli, who is the current Ash. So it's kind of cool to have those two side by side. It's kind of neat. Uh, plus, sure. it, it also has like a picture of Ash and Pikachu. So it's just, 
it's really cool to, to look at the two side by side and just see the differences between them, you know, from everything like the hair to the actual jacket and the hat and whatnot. Um, you know, a lot has changed in the last 20 some odd years, right? Um, and I've got like a ton of books or got what four, seven, seven books. I got like the, the old school original red Pokemon handbook that like you would use from like the red, yellow, blue era kind of thing. Uh, cool. and then I've got like a newer one for my guess. Well, it's got like Cyntaquil and all that, so that's, it's not that new. That's what, Johto, I think? Yeah, Johto was, yeah. was Cyntaquil. Uh, but then I've got like the, the sticker collection book from like the early 2000s and stuff like that. Um, I got, a, it's called the, the Big Book of Pokemon, but it's essentially like a, a huge market guide for everything Pokemon from the card games to the Burger King toys to everything. Um, and one of the really cool things was at the back, it tells you what it would cost at that point in time to buy the entire base set uh, pack or the entire base set set, uh, both unlimited and first edition. And I remember it said, I think for first edition, to buy every single card, it would cost you, I think, $1,200 US. And to think back, you can't even get a Charizard for 1200 US, you know, let alone the entire set for that amount. So it's just insane how prices have changed in the last 20 some odd years. Um, it's, it's really gone crazy as, as far as what things cost now or what things go for. Um, but, uh, I think my, my biggest amazing thing in here would have to be, I've got every single Pokeball from Burger King, the ones that had that, uh, that gold. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Gold plate. Yeah. Yeah. I've got every single yeah. one of them still in box, still sealed everything. Uh, all the blue boxes. How did you have the forethought to box those? Uh, honestly, I, yeah, it's, it's taken so much willpower not to unbox those. <laughs> Cause like, I want, I like, I, I want to show my kids like so freaking bad. I want to show them. Um, and I think at some point I might just buy like an opened one. Cause they're, they're considerably cheaper if they're opened. Um, but at the same time, like, I mean, my daughter, she's seven, and my son's five. My daughter takes incredibly good care of valuable cards, um, but anything else just kind of gets thrown around, you know? Uh, but she okay. knows she knows her personal value. Like, anything Eevee, it's, it's essentially the holy grail for her. She's, she's gonna, she'll take a bullet for that card kind of thing. Um, and you know, I've, I've thought about, cause she really, really wants one of these gold plates. Um, especially, I think she said like the Pikachu or the Charizard one. So I'm like, well, I mean, Charizard alone is ridiculously expensive now. It's starting to get really expensive. Um, but if I can find one that's open and cheap or, 
you know, whatever, then I might just buy it for her and just pray to God that she takes good care of it. Um, I mean, because like, even the Pokeball was really cool. Like, it wasn't your standard Pokeball. It was nice and shiny and all metal, mm. right? So it was yeah. really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm really surprised that, of all places, Burger King did that. Um, you know, you, you don't really think of something like that associated with Burger King or any kind of fast food joint. Um, then again, I think it was also Burger well, King. Well, I guess it was like a prestige, uh, like little extra, I mean, whatever was making the money at the time, right? Yeah. I mean, but, yeah, because uh, you couldn't, at, at first, like my, my parents saw those. And they had that, they had that big kids meal thing going. Uh, I don't know if it was part of that exactly, but it, that sounds like it would be. Yeah, I think, I think my mom told me that you had to buy these Pokeballs separate. Um, just like at one point they were giving out the... Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they it were... It was definitely separate. I, I just don't remember if it was, like, yeah. attached to any anything on the menu or... <laughs> yeah, I'm not entirely... I know that they were doing... So I think they were doing the original Pokemon toys at that point. Like the... God, I can't remember if it was the... The first set of toys, like the spinny toys that they had, like the tops, or if it was um, the Pokemon two thousand movie uh, toys, the ones where that little plastic plate or whatever stuck on the base um, and would make noises. Um, actually, I have one in front yeah. of me that's open. I have I have a shelf uh, on my wall that's full of the Burger King Pokemon toys, everything from like the first movie. All the way up to, they call it Pokemon Power, but that's for the Pokemon 2000 movie. Um, I even got like the mini Game Boy collectible toys that they had. Uh, that had Pokemon and whatnot in it. Uh, but I've got one that was open from the collection that uh, I got. Uh, it was a Pikachu one, so it's got like the lightning bolt base. And you stick the Pikachu thing on it and it's a pressure plate and... When you push down it, it's supposed to light up the cheeks and say Pika Pika or whatever. Um, but of course, you know, 20 years later, the battery doesn't work. Even though it had it had that piece of paper still stuck in it to keep the battery from not making connection. So I pulled the piece of paper out because I wanted to see if it still worked after 20 years. And it doesn't. Um, and apparently, you can't change the batteries in this, in these things unless you want to basically destroy it. They they made it so that you can't actually change the battery in it. Because I figured, oh, okay, well, it's probably just a watch battery, right? You know, small little watch battery. I'll, I'll swap out the battery and everything will be good. Uh, but I was looking at YouTube videos and, yeah, you, you can't can't change the battery unless you just destroy this thing so i thought well screw it it'll, it'll just sit pretty on my on my shelf <laughs> instead of ripping yeah. instead of ripping pikachu in half <laughs> yeah sure but um that's that's a it's a lot of pokeswag yeah i mean i've i've got one heck of a collection in here um that i've really only amassed over I don't know, about a year, year and a half. It's almost like a, about about ten grand worth of stuff in here that I've I've somehow gotten over the last year and a half or so. Um, 
mostly when COVID started, <laughs> you know, because uh, I, I work in in an automotive plant. Um, so, you know, whenever there's a fluctuation or whenever hell hits fire, uh, things happen and we, we get shut down for a bit. Um, more so like, so we, we really supply Honda. Um, and it seems like Honda takes like a week off here and there just because, uh, and then now to add like a chip shortage to everything and now they certain car companies can't make cars because they don't have a, a small chip. Now they're taking more time off. So whenever they take too much time off, we have to take some time off because can't deliver glass or you can't deliver windshields to a plant that isn't operating, right? So we, we start to get backed up and then we take time off. Uh, but when COVID first started, uh, we were laid off for about three, almost four months. Um, and for some reason, I actually had more money in my pocket than I did if I was at work. <laughs> I, I don't know how it happened. Uh, it could have been also because while I was laid off, my wife, who works in the restaurant as a kitchen manager, she went busy as hell. She was doing six days a week, basically t almost 12-hour days each day. Um, because it seemed like as soon as Canada or Ontario shut down everyone forgot how to cook so now it's all now it's like well i don't know how to cook so let's just order takeout from this restaurant or that restaurant so she got extremely busy um and she kind of supplemented what i was losing so it kind of worked out really well um and of course our kids were home so i had i had nothing to do but just get back into pokemon full swing and buy things that I had when I was a kid or things that I remember when I was a kid. Um, yeah. And, you know, just kind of rebuild my collection from there. Um, you know, I I kind of swing on things. So, like, I started off collecting comic books for the longest time. Uh, at one point, I had, like, dang near a thousand books um, in a collection. Uh, and then one day I woke up and I thought, well... A lot of these books I'm not even reading, or a lot of the books that I want to read I haven't gone around to reading. So, what the heck's the point? Like, you know, these things weigh like ten thousand pounds sitting on my floor in a, in a long box, and I'm not doing anything with them. So, you know, I figured just one day that I was going to sell off my entire collection and just kind of call it quits with comics. Um, I still have the odd book here and there that. I've got like um I have like a first first copy of I Zombie um on my wall next to a pop figure of the main character from I Zombie which is signed by the girl who played her. Um so you know I still have that kind of stuff that I'm probably not gonna get rid of. It's just it's nice to see on my wall in, in the man cave. Um but for the most part, like I, I swapped out of I seem to like dropped comics completely and then went to Pokemon full swing. Uh, and ever since then, I've just been collecting Pokemon a lot. Uh, I started doing Instagram with it. Um, then went into YouTube. So I've, I've got a, a YouTube channel. Um, it's only got like 17 followers. So it's, you know, it's no big, up and coming. yeah, it's up and coming. 
um, you know, I mean, if it if it takes off, cool. If it doesn't, you know, no big sweat. It's just something I do for fun. I'm not looking to be some kind of Instagram, YouTube sensation. You know, I'm, I'm not going to quit my day job anytime soon to pursue this full time. Um, and then, you know, I started to get into TikTok. So I've started doing a little bit of TikTok. But uh, even that. I have no idea what the heck I'm doing when it comes to TikTok. Uh, even as far as going like how to properly record a video or how to properly add text to a to a video, um, I have not a clue what I'm doing. Like my videos look like crap, but I'm having fun doing it, right? So that's that's all that matters. Um, and then you know you, you get the odd weirdo on that platform um there's a lot of fakes a lot of scammers on there um sure at one point i had like 60 messages within a, a one week's time span of all these like fakes and scammers and stuff like that like you'll get messages and it'll be like oh you know click this link to go to my site and see this or see that it's like well no no thank you <laughs> like um, or like recently I've been getting random people who, it, it looks like they kind of look at your profile and see what you're into. And then they try and use that to kind of drag you in. Uh, so like yeah. the, the other day I had this one girl, she sent me a message and she's like, Oh, I really like your TikToks, blah, blah, blah. My favorite Pokemon is Charizard. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm like, you know. Uh, you know, my, my favorite Pokemon switches from time to time, so, but, you know, I, I kind of like Charizard just because I kind of grew up with them, but, you know, I kind of like Pikachu, but I also like some of the, the, the other ones, you know, like Trickorita and stuff like that, um, and, and stuff, and she'd be like, oh, yeah, cool, cool, so, you know, where are you? And, like, I never really give out personal information, especially on TikTok, um sure. or anywhere really because like you never really know who it is right uh unless you personally see them or whatnot so like i live basically in like the georgian bay area of ontario so i, I told this lady i said well I, I live in georgian bay in that area and she's like oh cool yeah yeah i'm i'm in canada too i'm thinking okay well i gave you a specific little location of ontario and you're telling me you live in Canada. Do you not realize how big Canada is? But I'm like, yeah, okay. And she's like, oh, so what's your postal code? I'm like, why the hell do you want my postal code, right? So I just, I gave her a random postal code uh, in Barrie, Ontario. So it's like a, it's like an hour and a half drive from where I am. And she's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm, where the hell she said? She, she goes, oh, I'm, I'm in Barry too. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. She's like, yeah, she's like, my, my address is, uh, I think she's like, like, 495 Hume Street. And I'm thinking, okay, well, there is no 495 Hume Street in Barry. I know that for a fact. Because there is no Hume Street anyway in Barry. There is, however, a Hume Street in the town that I live in. However, 495 Hume Street is a sub 
power plant. It's just a little substation. So I sent her a picture of the substation. I said, oh, so where the hell do you pitch your tent then? Because that's a substation. I've never seen a house there. And she goes, oh, I live next door to it. Well, next door to it is a river. And then on the other side is a retirement home. And judging by this girl's picture, she looks to be like mid-30s. So I thought, oh, you look kind of young to be living in a retirement home. She goes, oh, well, I, I live in and around that area. I'm like, so why would you give a specific address if you live in and around that area, for one? And I'm like, Terrence said, listen, I said, I, I don't mind to be, or I don't, you know, I don't mind talking to you and being nice and stuff like that. Because, you know, I, I don't want to come off as a as an asshole or anything. So, but what's your end game here? Because, so, you know, I, I do have things to do today. And she goes, what, don't you want me? And I, I damn near almost spit out my coffee when she was saying that. I said, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. One, I'm married. <laughs> Two, this ain't freaking Tinder. It's TikTok. <laughs> I'm like, Three, I'm like, when the heck did I say I, I ever wanted to do? I'm like, that's, that's not why I'm on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok to hook up with someone. I'm on here to make subpar videos and post them, you know? Sure. And I said, then I said, four, I said, I don't think you're anywhere remotely close to me, let alone probably not even in the same country. Well, as soon as I said that, she just went, like, her entire profile just disappeared. I'm thinking, oh, well, all right, bye. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, well, you know, I, I get the I odd person. I think that was a real person. Yeah, you know, I, I get the, I get the <laughs> odd person like that. It's like, Jesus Murphy, like. Why are you wasting my time? Like, just, oh. It's like, but uh, I have friends in, in, in Instagram who, like, um, the one girl, um, she told me that she gets, she gets, like, dick pics sent her on TikTok all the time. And she goes, she goes, literally, she goes, every day I get probably about four or five dick pics. And she goes, I just sit there, block them, block them, block them. And I laughed and I said, well, I'm like, oh. I'm like at the same time, I'm like, she does the whole like sex sells kind of thing. You know, um, a lot of her pictures are precisely angled. So you see the top of her tits and everything. Uh, and then, you know, she throws Pokemon here, here and there. So I'm like, well, I'm like, yes, it's wrong. But at the same time, you've got your tits popped out and this and that, and you're doing like these, you know, sexy poses and stuff like that. I'm like, I can kind of see where it's coming from. I'm like, is it, is it wrong that people are sending you pictures of their dicks? Yeah, that's definitely wrong. It's, it's uncalled for and it's disgusting. I'm like, but at the same time, like, look at your Instagram, look at your TikToks. It's all sex sells. So, I mean, you know, promote sex, you're going to get the sex weirdos, you know? So you got to kind of be careful. Um, but yeah, so that's, who knows really um, on what happens there. But she said that she just kind of blocks all day, nonstop.
Yeah. But, um, so anyway, um, I guess to kind of close out um, the segment, um, maybe get into, like you suggested, uh, during like our top five, top ten Pokemon. Um, yeah, well, um, it's it's almost 1 a.m. here. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> maybe we do top top three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. Like a, a quick, quick yeah. top three and then. Yeah, yeah, and then, uh, definitely let you get to bed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, yeah, I'm just flagging a little bit. Oh, no um, So, top three for me then. Um, I have always been a fan of Scyther. Um, he's my, he's my, my number one. Um, and maybe we, maybe let's just, I guess, alternate. Like, yeah. You know, um, one, I mean, one, two, two. I, so, I, Scyther for me. I'm a sucker for blades for arms. Yeah, I mean, I I love Scyther, especially in the the early uh, animes there, especially that uh, ketchup bottle episode. Uh, that was one of the greatest episodes right. I've, that I ever yeah. have Scyther in it. Uh, my favorite, like uh, a Western town sort of deal. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of very interesting. Okay. Heck, they even made memes about it now, so it's kind of seeing how it progressed over the years. Uh, my okay. all-time favorite, though. Hmm. I, I, I've got to say, probably Chikorita. I can't stand the Evolve forms, but I love Chikorita. It's just, you know, it's a it's a badass but cute Pokemon, you know, kind it's of thing. It's a simple design, too, so that's where I... Um, yeah, yeah, it's a very I simple... I think the simpler, the simpler designs and the older designs are, are just a little more pleasing yeah. to look at. Yeah, I find the newer ones like they really, they really take a stretch, you know, and yes, and make it almost too complicated. Absolutely. Um, and I don't know what happened in say Gen three. I think Gens three and five, and maybe to some extent six. The designs get more colorful. Uh, yeah. The shapes get more rounded. Um, I mean, there's there are exceptions within within those gins, but um, I don't know. They kind of get away from animals, and uh, I don't know. They're more cartoony, a little more like mm, they cross into Digimon territory. It's just not. I yeah, there's something pure about like Gen One, Gen Two, Gen Gen Four makes up for it because one they kind of go back to that more naturalistic um, kind of look, and two because they uh, went back to pre Evos and Evos for the the originals. Yes, um, yeah, you know, so. I yeah, I think I think stronger designs in, in those gens for sure. Yeah. Um but yeah, uh so my number two, Umbreon, probably. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah. I like I like the dogs. I like the dark dogs. Um Absol, Umbreon, Houndoom, those those three, but I'll I'll stick to Umbreon, um, especially as a as an evolution. Yeah. Just you know, it looks cool. Oh heck um, yeah. Yeah, I it's actually funny how uh, that you mentioned Houndoom because 
that was actually going to be uh, my, my number two. Um, okay, so see, we both picked some, some hot topic. Uh, yeah, seeing, uh, uh, I think... Pokemon for number two. Uh, Houndoom, he was... He was in one of the movies, like one of the early movies, I think. I, I remember seeing a scene with him in it, but he just seemed so freaking badass. Like, that's that's one Pokemon you oh, yeah. do not want to cross ever. Um, you know, it's not it's not even a fact that it'll just attack you. It'll freaking kill you. Uh, it looked yeah. like it came straight out of hell itself. Um, oh, he's, a, he's, he's like your quintessential, like, like you could see him riding a Harley. Yeah, <laughs> but like even like Houndour, like Houndour seems so like chilled versus Houndoom. It's kind of yeah, weird. But you still you still get that like bone motif, which which I mean that's that's badass. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get that much outside of like the uh, like ghost types, like a. No. No. And, uh, no. for, uh, yeah, for number three, it. what do you have for number three? Uh, number three, um, um, you know, it's hard. I'm sure this would change if someone asked me again in a week, but, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, I want to go with an out, uh, I'm tempted to say Piplup. Ooh. I want to wrap it, rep, rep a starter, but instead I'm going to do Hoot Hoot. Really? Even though he's... Huh. Yeah, even though he's one of the like early root birds, normal bird or normal flying. Um, yeah, I think Hoot Hoot is like the epitome of good Pokemon design. It was it's, it was a very simple design. Yeah, like, it's just enough like the real world animal, but just yeah. different enough to make it otherworldly, and it's got like you know you would think if you didn't watch the anime or. Um, collect cards or something, you would think from the Sugimori art that it's only got one leg. Yeah, and... I, honestly, for the, for the longest time, I actually thought it only had one freaking leg. <laughs> right. <laughs> so did I, so did I. Yeah. And I still remember, um, like, way back before Gold and Silver came out um, on, I I think Cerebi.net was around at that time, um, seeing the pre-release images, the just the Sugimori art for Ooh. some of the gold and silver Pokemon, who, who one of, was one of the first ones to come out. Yeah. And yeah. that was just like, oh my God. Like, yeah, this thing looks cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. I, I loved how, I mean, Knocked Owl, I wish they had changed Knocked Owl's version a little bit because it seems like it doesn't really seem to fit yeah no it seems Did you see the oh sorry it, it seems too much owl like right like it yeah yeah like who who looks like an owl sort of but it's got that cartoony look but as soon as you go to knocked yeah. out it looks way too similar to an owl um and you're I, right i think they could have changed it slightly to cartoony it just a little bit more than what they did Sure. Um, um, er earlier this year, did you happen to see those unreleased beta images that leaked? Oh yes, yeah the uh, yeah. the the name changes and whatnot. Yeah, and the yeah. the original sprite that they had for 
either I don't know if it was going to be Noctowl at that time, but uh, maybe um, whatever evolution it was going to be before Hoot Hoot, um, or sorry, before Noctowl uh, was final uh, uh, chosen. Um, looks better. It looks more in line with what Hoot Hoot is. Yeah. Yeah, I remember so, seeing those and, and thought, well... Kind of a missed opportunity there. Yeah, yeah, they really should have kept it the way that they envisioned before with the beta versions. Now, mind you, a lot of the betas looked really, really disturbing compared to what they came out with. And I'm glad that they changed some yeah. of those Pokemon. Um, but yeah, they definitely yeah. had a missed oh. opportunity with Hoo with Hoo and Noctowl. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. my, my third and final Pokemon... Honestly, I can't get enough of... I mean, it's a split between Haunter and Gengar. I mean, I like I like Haunter because it's like your your class clown kind of Pokemon. It likes to kind of screw around. Yeah. But I, yeah, yeah. I tend to go towards Gengar more just because of its sheer power. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's quintessential move is Shadow Ball. Um, and it does a crap ton of damage to next to any Pokemon. Um, so I tend to lean more towards Gengar. But essentially, I, I really love the whole Ghastly evolution. Except for mostly Ghastly. I, I could do without Ghastly, but it's mostly Haunter and Gengar. More swords, Gengar. Um, yeah. If, if they had Gengar, but with like the class clown version of haunter then that would be the perfect pokemon in my opinion right uh you know you've got sheer power but the class clown at the same time um mm-hmm. seeing it in the anime with sabrina um that was hilarious um that was probably like one of the greatest episodes i've ever seen back in that time um yeah you know, seen. It's, it's cool that you're coming to that from a uh, perspective of you know personality and I guess practicality too. Yeah, of, uh, how they work in the games. I, I I feel and I respect the choice for sure. Um, I think, especially when you use the word quintessential, that's that's I think what is a detriment to that line for me. And I think Game Freak kind of like just as to my own personal taste. I think Game Freak kind of painted themselves into a corner with the ghastly line because those three are are so almost generic ghosts at that time yeah, that yeah. where where could they go <laughs> from there and it like like we only got what mischievous in gen 2 right and then yeah looking at a list here like I think ghosts didn't come into their own until Duskull came around, at least design wise. And that's that's usually where I come from when I'm look, looking and judging a Pokemon is mainly just design. But um, I think Duskull is where it got a little more. You like ghosts finally got some personality. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't remember if. And again, that's just just design wise and my own personal preference. Yeah, yeah. They definitely. Definitely um, got better over the years. Uh, but then they also got, like, weirder. So, like, you have Pokemon like uh, Yon Mask, who I don't think... Yeah. I don't know if he is a ghost or not. I know he's... Yep, he's a ghost. Yeah, he's... Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
but like his his data entry is so weird about how it's you know carrying around the the face of his dead human kind of thing like that's they they right. really they really got dark over the years as far as data entry points and whatnot um but it worked sure. you know they they evolved the ghost vision um and also made their their pokédex entries much more darker to to kind of coexist with that um so they did definitely a very good job they i mean yeah they could have done a better job with the ghastly evolutions but back then you know it was still in the starting phases right yeah they're the prototype yeah prototype for sure yeah but you know I'm, i'm glad that they they've evolved over the years and made it better uh instead of Dropping the Me ball, too. sort of yeah. speak. Um, who knows what's going to happen yeah, going forward? But oh, sorry. I, I mean, like, who knows what's going to happen going forward? Um, you know, I mean, even in the TCG, they got rid of uh, what was it the fairy types. So, I mean, mm. at some point, are we going to have like a ghost mix, uh, or like a a psychic kind of mix? And you know, are we going to evolve and have an actual full-on ghost type or are we going to get rid of psychic type and go more towards ghost or get rid of ghost and go towards more psychic like who knows but um be interesting to see what happens in the future for sure yeah definitely and i think ghosts like weirdly the ghost type and probably to some extent darken steel since they were kind of late to the game. Those types, I think, have... Because I was saying earlier, like, design has... And I think a lot of Pokemon fans agree, um, especially fans who have been with the franchise since, like, we have, like, the the full run. Yeah. I think those people tend to look at the design overall as getting worse as it goes. Not necessarily worse, but, you know, like kind of falling off or going off in different directions. And um, I think those three types, Ghost, Dark, Steel, um, those are some of the types that have actually gotten better with age uh, and design that's contemporary design that's come in the later generations. Yeah. Like, and I mean... other types that are so convoluted, like your water type, you know. They're, those are the ones that that suffer fatigue and like they run out of interesting unique designs yeah i, I figured like, water water grass even a little bit of fire has been yeah, become crust. it's become very cookie cutter over the years yeah it's not very yeah. i mean even when they introduced alone versions you know making uh executor just have a long a longer neck like you could have done yeah, much sure. much better than that but uh, you know, it's just lazy development, right? Um, right. Hopefully, in the future, they they change that for the better. Um, yeah. But you know, I'm I'm almost not, so to speak, optimistic about that. Um, just because they've done worse, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> sure. But yeah. Um. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think that's gonna cut it for today uh let you definitely head to bed all right yeah it's uh getting a little late for you <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> don't don't need your wife getting mad at me yeah. 
Um, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, I want to thank you well, so much for uh, for agreeing to be on the podcast today. Um, it's definitely, yeah, man. Definitely trying to to move this into was, uh, to another direction. But uh, great. I mean, yeah, it was a pleasure. Yeah, I mean, I, I up until now I was strictly doing basically you know the what the fuck moments of of the original series um but it seemed to get it, it was almost like homework or like a job for me to have to sit down rewatch the episodes and mm-hmm. sit there and concentrate on moments that really screwed up um when in yeah. fact i just want to sit down and watch the show i don't want to have to do homework while i'm doing while i'm watching the show right um so yeah. that that's why i made the decision to try and not necessarily get away from that, but include more aspects and kind of do a, an umbrella effect, you know, talk to fellow uh, enthusiasts and get their point or their aspect of of the the Pokemon in general, um, or even just nostalgia of the early 2000s in general um, from all different aspects of life, like, you know, sitting here talking to you who you know you're on the other side of the world um yeah normally i wouldn't do that but it's it's amazing to be able to sit down and have a nice long conversation with someone and and have these similarities even though we're from different parts of the world so it's it's really great for sure but uh Mm. i think that'll do it for today i again i want to thank you so much for uh for coming on uh I'll have this podcast up and uploaded probably today at some point. Uh, so, you know, tomorrow, if you wanted to give it a lesson, you can definitely give that a lesson or, you know, anything else on the, on the, the podcast. Um, I'll, I'll send you uh, a link and everything uh, later on today if you want. But, uh, Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm pretty Thanks much, for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much again. Um, I think that'll, that'll do it. So, Thanks so much, man. I'll talk to you later, eh? All right, man. All right. See you later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.